<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to just take a, a quick second to say thank you to all our listeners out there from Rhode Island, Michigan, Florida, Utah, South Carolina, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Ohio, Kansas, and Texas. I see you. Thank you guys for showing up and showing out. I cannot even believe how many listeners from those states have tuned in and to our brand new podcast, only been up for like two weeks. I am beyond thankful and humbled. So I just wanted to get that right up front in today's podcast. Um, so as we're rolling into the start of the school year, August is here. I know that many of you are thinking about how to set up your classroom and get organized for the upcoming school year. And if you're anything like me, the beginning of the school is so fun and so exciting. Um, and I'm from New England, so I mean, I really can't even wait to start talking about apples. And uh, I, I definitely dig into my, I'm a candle lover, uh, my apple scented candles at home while working on my curriculum and lesson planning. Um, if you're from New England, you, you understand what I mean. There's just something magical that happens here in New England um, when the fall comes. So um, with that being said, let's talk about the start of the school year. I've put together 10 invaluable tips that I feel really will help you create a conducive learning environment for both your teachers and your students. And by implementing these strategies, you can make sure that you have a smooth and successful start to your school year. So the first thing you absolutely have to do is plan ahead. So begin by creating a detailed plan for your classroom setup and organization. Consider the layout. Think about are things functioning correctly the way that they are now? Um, you know, do you need more sinks? Do you need more shelves? Like just think about what challenges have you had in the last couple months in terms of functionality? I also want you to think about the furniture arrangement. Take a walk through the classroom. Take a look at the furniture, how it's arranged. Is it arranged in the best way or has it been arranged that way for a really long time and it's time to kind of mix it up a little bit? And then also the resources that you're going to need for the first month or two to make sure that your supply closets are well stocked and that your teachers have everything that they need. This will also save you time and help you stay organized throughout the process. So definitely planning ahead. The next thing you wanna do is involve your teachers. And I can't lie, I have been very, very guilty of this during my 23 years where I will be in a center over a weekend and I walk in a room and it's like not quite how I want it or I feel inspired. Um, and I would go and change somebody's entire classroom on them. So I can't say I have not been guilty of it because I have. And if you've been a director for a long time, I'm going to go with you probably have too. Um, but I always have found the best results are when you collaborate with your teaching staff. 
gather their input and ideas. And to be honest, let's face it, they're the ones in the room eight to nine hours a day. We're not. So involving them in the decision-making process really will help you foster a sense of uh, giving them some authority, giving them the opportunity to have some ownership in their classroom and encourage their commitment to creating an effective learning space. You want to make sure that you clear the clutter. So anybody who works with me will tell you, I go crazy when there's stuff all over the counters. So make sure that you start your year with a clean slate. Remove any unnecessary items from your classroom. Is there lots of things hanging on the wall that are from students from five years ago? I mean, those are all lovely and stuff, but they really can gather up really quickly or the Christmas cards from three years ago. You know, keep those things sentimental, maybe make a scrapbook where you can still share them. They can still be a part of your classroom, but, you know, all throughout the school, all throughout every shelf, every wall, you know, it probably should be clean and clear, ready to collect new mementos from your new students. So ensuring that only essential materials are readily available is really important to help create a clutter-free environment. And that also helps promote focus and positivity. Think about even your own office space. When there's lots of things on the desk or there's, you know, bins and buckets of things, you know, from the floor to the ceiling, because we all know that that happens too. Everything that gets broken or needs to be fixed or somebody doesn't want somehow always lands in my office. So making sure that you also clean not only the classrooms, but your office as well. And everybody who comes to your school for a tour, your state worker, uh, parent meetings, uh, meetings with teachers, all those things, they all come typically to your office. So make sure your office is also clear of clutter. I want you to think about creating zones because when you divide the classroom into functional areas, such as reading centers or art stations or group workspaces, make sure that they are clearly defined and that you use visual cues such as rugs, or shelves or dividers. This really does help the students understand the purpose of each area and it does promote independent learning and it makes it easier for the students to follow the rules such as walking feet in a classroom, right? Um, and when you're creating your zones, you wanna really use some of those reliable tools that we all know and have in our field, like an Eckers or an Itters or a Sacers if you run a school-age program, and it will give you so much information when you're putting your rooms together. It really will help you and the teachers understand what centers should be near each other or could be near each other, what ones are probably not a great idea and can impede learning. Um, it also will help you as you're trying to figure out what materials you need and how much and from which category, right? Um, you really want to use those types of tools that are proven systems. They just make your, your program better. So um, think about using environmental reading tools, uh, whichever one is your favorite, whichever one goes with your philosophy um, for your teaching use those tools. So they really make it easier for everyone. And I think it helps your teaching staff to understand when you ask them to kind of move a room around a little bit besides the freshness approach, um, or, you know, having everything clean and fresh and new and bright. Also, why? <laughs> why things should be together, why they shouldn't. 
And so when you're collaborating with the teachers and using the tools um, while you're creating your zones, um, it just makes it really concrete and very easy to see what direction to go as you're trying to put that together. Optimize your storage. So some centers have more storage than others. We unfortunately have not been blessed with a lot of storage at one location. And then I have another location that has um, much, uh, many, many places to store things and extra closets and extra shelves and not, but not every center has that ability. So make sure that you provide ample storage solutions for the teachers to keep their materials organized. Consider using labeled bins, shelves, or cubbies to make sure that everything has a designated place. This will also help you with minimizing that clutter that we talked about and making sure that resources are easily accessible. The other thing when you really optimize your storage and you make everything very easy to identify, think about the substitute teachers that go into your classrooms, right? Or the floats, which, you know, not maybe not the best word for them, floats. Um, but, you know, those teachers who are really so helpful and will go into any class that you need them to, they still need to function in a capacity uh, you know, that that makes sense. And so everything should be labeled. It should be clear. It should not be cluttered. Um, and, you know, the rules should be clearly posted somewhere so that the person who is covering that room knows what the expectations are. So um, that's my thoughts on the optimization of storage. You also want to think about utilizing that wall space and maximizing the use of wall space by displaying educational posters, pictures of families, charts, students' work. It not only adds to the visual interest, but it also serves as a valuable learning tool for students. So ensure that the displayed materials are relevant and are, you know, relevant to your curriculum and are age appropriate. And then of course, always make sure that when you're displaying art or things that are there to enhance a child's learning, that they're at the child's level, guys. So lots of times, especially the really pretty centers, they want everything up high so the kids can't rip the things down. Um, you really want to think about that. Um, I would say that plexiglass can really be your friend in making sure that everything still looks very nice, but is at a place where it's safe for the students and the students are able to take a look at the artwork that they have done that they're very proud of. You want to establish routines and making sure that you set clear expectations and routines for your students to follow during classroom transitions and activities. And clearly communicate these expectations to both the teachers and the students to ensure a smooth flow throughout the day. And I would say this also saves you a lot of headaches and a lot of redirection. When, when everything is clear, the expectations, the routines, and they're consistent, that's the other part, being consistent, which is why it's so important for the teachers who sub and float to also have as much information on how the day runs um, as possible. So if everything is posted, everybody is on the same page. And I would say that's probably one of the biggest complaints from teachers who come in later in the day or only work part time. They feel like they don't really always know what they're supposed to be doing, especially if they're, you know, one day they're in a pre-K room and then the next day they're in the infant room. So um, try to really help those folks out. 
Um, lastly, I would say, well, maybe not last, but close to last, I would say incorporating technology. So using technology as a tool to enhance your classroom organization, you can use digital platforms for your lesson planning, for your attendance, and communication with parents. And this really does help streamline all of your administrative tasks and allows for efficient classroom management. What I really love about teachers who really do a great job documenting conversations and documenting um, you know, everything that happens in a classroom, if I have a parent who calls me after hours, I can hop right into the school's communication um, portal and take a look at what had happened throughout the day. Who was the teacher in the room? Who were the students in the room? You know, just all of that information is right at my fingertips, even after hours. Um, so it's just a great way to keep everything streamlined in one space so that the teachers have access, the parents have access, and the admins have access. Um, I would also say, like we tell all of the families, make sure you label everything. Labeling is key to maintaining an organized classroom. So use clear and consistent labeling systems for your supplies, for your shelves, and of course, students' belongings. This really does help students develop a sense of responsibility and independence in keeping their materials organized, especially those preschoolers and older toddlers who are able to put their things in their cubbies and take them out. It also really helps for the people who are closing at the end of the night the worst thing ever is the teacher has left for the day at 4 or 4.30 and the closing staff are trying to find Johnny's lunchbox at 5.15. They're calling you after you've got out of work um, and you're upset because you just left, um, but we can't find Johnny's lunchbox and it's not where it's supposed to be. So making sure everything is labeled really does help with um, parent satisfaction for sure. It also helps your colleagues who are in your classroom after you leave. Um, and it just, it's just really, obviously, it's just good business sense. So labels don't cost a lot of money, but they really can make you look like a superstar. You also, after you've done all of this work, you want to make sure that you have some regular maintenance. So you want to make sure that the classroom setup is organized and regularly maintained. So conduct periodic checks to ensure that the materials are in order, that the storage areas are tidy, and that the resources are replenished. And this will help sustain a organized environment throughout the school year. So those are 10 tips that I think really will empower your teaching staff and create a environment that promotes learning, that's engaging and productive. So let's get the start of the school year. Let's do it right. Um, let's prioritize that classroom setup and organization, and let's watch while your center thrives. So thank you for tuning in today. I hope that this was very helpful for you. Um, please leave us a comment below. We'd love to hear um, some of your tips and strategies that you think can help all of us in this wonderful Child Care Director community. Have a great day. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>